What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to an episode of the Triflix Cast. I'm Tristan. This is Adam, Karen Dang. Correct. Yeah. Good job. Karen Dang. Right. Yeah. All right. So this is the show where we interview creatives, innovators, people that are unique, got weird histories, whatever the case is. And today we got a guy that is uh, into helping people develop themselves, helping people establish their brands, build a network, and uh, try to meet some people along the way that. Uh, could be mutually beneficial relationships, right? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, Adam, I this is like honestly the first time I've met you, yeah. but we got a time to talk off screen. It sounds like you have a real like heart for helping people grow, mm. um, no matter, I guess, not no matter, but you try to do it within a relative means, um, and that's why you started a company to help mm. people and help make it more uh, structured and have a more rubric way of getting people to where they want to be in life. Right? Mm, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, could you explain what it is that uh, you're currently doing, like the business model and what type of work it is? Yeah, for sure. So um, I own a full stack marketing agency called Novelty Growth. Um, basically, we focus on helping people amplify, authentically amplify their identity, whether it be within or outward. Mm -hmm. So when I say within, uh, we focus on a lot of personal development. Um, when it comes to novelty growth, there's two sides of it. There's the marketing side of things and there's, there, there's the personal development side of things. Um, when it comes to personal development, you know, we, we focus on starting with the mindset, but then not only stopping there, but focusing on mindset, the soul set, the health set, the skill set and the heart set. Um, yeah. And hopefully, you know, using that, focusing on those five areas to help people mentally, physically, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to the marketing side of things, you know, we're focused on brand development, content creation, digital marketing, influencer marketing, experiential marketing, and social, social marketing. So a more so of a holistic approach to marketing. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about developing people holistically. Like there's just, there's a lot of facets to individuals and a lot of times people are in the rat race of trying to mm -hmm. climb a corporate ladder. How well can I do this job? Like, boss says jump you say how high type of thing right but it sounds like you're more concerned with the individual and where it is that they want to transcend through life right mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned about the heart growth I, i'm a little bit curious myself why why does that it kind of stuck out to me why is that something that's important in developing or how do you take that into consideration when setting somebody's path up or allowing them to yeah for sure so really it's just the heart set is all about what you're passionate about you know, I believe that every single individual, um, they have a purpose here. And mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people get caught up in the rat race. Like you said, you know, the whole go to school, get good grades, get married, get a job, you know, drive, mm -hmm. drive to a drive in a box, drive to your cubicle box, you know, drive home, watch your box. And like, yeah. just that's it, you know, um, and they get caught in this rat race and they get to the end of their life and they're like, well, dang, you know, what, what did I really do? Yeah. You know, um, and it's just unfortunate that it takes their whole entire life to realize that they missed out on so many opportunities and, you know, what their dreams and their goals. And so um, I think that it's really important for individuals, especially at a young age, to just identify, you know, really what they're passionate about and, mm -hmm. um, you know, pursue that, whether it be becoming a professional athlete or an entrepreneur or videographer, whatever, traveling the world, whatever that is, you know, how can 
you as an individual make impact in this world because ultimately I believe that um, when you pursue the things that you're passionate about um, and make impact doing it, that's where true fulfillment comes. Fulfillment doesn't come through, you know, making a million dollars or the nice car or the nice watch or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it truly comes from uh, following your your purpose and your mission and your passion in life. And so really the, the heart set's all about just identifying what that is for an individual because every individual is different. Yeah, like the materialistic things, like that's a good reward. You know, it's like uh, right. you, you do a good job, you, you get a reward, but that doesn't actually fill like that meaningful desire that, you know, whatever your purpose is in life. Right. Facts. I mean, um, you know, one thing that I do is I listen to a lot of just successful individuals, whether it be YouTube mm-hmm. videos, podcasts, books, et cetera. And something that's consistent that, um, you know, all of these successful individuals will say is that the money does not make you happy, you know, and it's just unfortunate that people have to. Um, you know, go through that whole process and, you know, they're chasing the money. And once they have the nice car and the watch and all of these things, Mm -hmm. they then that's when they realize, well, oh shit, like I'm still not happy. Like (laughs) what now? Yeah. You know? Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, When you mentioned the school system thing, Mm -hmm. are you familiar with why schools are set up the way they are? Um, so what I do know is that the school system has not been changed in like 250 years, okay. which is a problem. Um, and they were set up to uh, train people to get a job and work in society, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and work in that corporate world. Um, but as far as, you know, um, anything beyond that extent, I mean, I don't know, you might know more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would say I know more, but I was actually doing a little bit of research on this recently. Yeah. And um, you're talking about like the rat race and people getting, uh, finding their way through companies and instead of finding their personal growth, mm. how well can I meet the needs of the employer? Because, you know, you got to pay bills, you got to right. provide for a family, assuming you get that far. And then, uh, but as far as the school systems go, most of our programs that we follow today, like you said, haven't been changed for a very long time. I think it was around the 1920s, 1940s era, uh, whenever we started getting into more of automation um, and a lot of uh, the the Henry Ford models for um, assembly lines. Mm. You have clocks, same in school, same on an assembly line. You have shifts. You go from one zone to the next. Uh, You stay in a line. You do what you're told. How well can you... Uh, meet the needs and you have a grading rubric and the grading rubric is the same way you'd have a quality wall at a engineering plant or a manufacturing center Um, so a lot of it actually you're right it was developed for uh, the working class because at the time that was an emerging market it made a lot of sense right because if you want your if you want a company to be able to function it needs good employees right so let's start training them young but (laughs) But I think at that on that point, mm-hmm. people nowadays are, um, especially young individuals like you and I, you know, the millennial crowd, I think we're going through this shift in the universe's energy to where the, all of these young individuals are realizing, and it's because of technology and, mm-hmm. you know, innovation, but people are realizing that that's not the only way to become successful in life, Yeah, which is awesome. Um, we're still in this weird transition. I'm, I'm all for... Um, how do I word this? I'm not against a formal education. You know, I went to college. I, you know, went to IU for four years. I wanted to drop out every single year, ultimately, you know, kept, kept it through, but looking back on it, 
I'm extremely grateful that I stuck with it because of the skills that I learned, yeah. you know, being able to work with people, you know, in teams and time management, take on, you know, 15, 20 projects at one time with all my classes, mm -hmm. the people that I met, et cetera. Um, but for me personally, I don't, if you're, you know, doctor, lawyer, these special skills where school and a degree is definitely required, um, very, very good. Um, but I just don't think that it's the only way um, to, you know, pursue, like going back to the heart set, pursue what you're passionate about, you know? Yeah. What would you said you went to school? Where, where and what did you study? Uh, I went to Indiana University. So I went in with wanting to get into the Kelly School of Business. Um, wasn't a direct emitter or anything. Ultimately, um, tried to get into the school. You couldn't have a B. I think it was like a, you couldn't have a B minus or below. Um, that's, that's tight. It's tight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got a C plus in one of my classes, um, was never really good in, in formal education or even test taking growing up. Okay. Um, you know, hated reading growing up as well, which is interesting because I love reading now. Um, but, um, it's about, I think that's kind of about the heart. It's <coughs> like, what, it, what were you, what did you dislike reading then versus what do you enjoy reading now? They're probably, I assume different. Well, the thing was, was you know, growing up and not really liking school and not being good at test taking and mm -hmm. being just like an average C, CB student, you know, an A here and there, definitely it's multiple Ds and Fs. <laughs> uh, but, you know, people were putting books in front of me to read that were more so like fictional. Um, hmm. And for me, that's not necessarily something that I ever really enjoyed reading. Um, and it wasn't until I was 18 years old when one of my mentors put a book in front of me called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it was the first time in my life that anyone put a book in front of me that actually had something to do with my own personal growth and development. And I had no clue about this category of like personal development. And, you know, once I read that book um, and started watching more YouTube videos and, and listening to mentors that were extremely successful and saying like reading is what changed their life. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I dove into more so personal development style books. And then that's when um, I just fell in love with reading um, through different things. So what's uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? What is that? Uh, <coughs> and did it actually have a meaningful impact on you or just changed the way you perceived reading? Um, yeah, I mean, the that book, if no one's read that book, definitely read that book. It talks about, you know, the investor mindset, the employer mindset, employee and business owner mindset and the different paradigms of each one of those things. Um, and honestly, kind of full circle here, going back to, you know, when I was trying to get into Kelly School of Business, I knew mm -hmm. I come from a entrepreneurial family. You know, mm -hmm. both my parents, um, my dad started his own company and he's from the Philippines. Live, you know, he's kind of lived that American dream of, you know, immigrating here with his family, starting his own company around the age of 26 and, you know, ultimately um, scaling that long term. He's like 63 now and, and selling it off. My mom started a company out of her garage, uh, out of our garage. So I watched that. Um, my sisters both got, went into corporate America, but then left corporate America to start their own, their own business. So I always knew I wanted to be a business owner and, and be in business, but I wasn't sure um, exactly what I wanted to do. And so that's why I wanted to get into the Kelly School of Business. And that didn't work out, obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. And then jumped into sports marketing and marriage, sports marketing and management, knew I didn't want to sell tickets for the rest of my life or just start there. Um, so I jumped into informatics and computing, which is what I, what was my degree that I graduated with. Um, and ultimately, 
go ahead i was gonna ask so you're saying you're jumping around is that just your interest of study or did you do internships or any occupation no internships uh honestly my roommate freshman year was um like my best friend since fourth grade mm -hmm. and we both went in to you know try to pursue kelly school of business both didn't get in he uh, jumped to sports marketing and management and i was like hmm, that looks sounds interesting i'll do that took a couple classes and then um, you know, had that realization we both did and he took an informatics class and okay. that's kind of how I led to informatics because he was like, yeah, this is pretty interesting. You know, website development, HTML took one class and I was like, Hmm, I think I actually would be interested in doing this. So ultimately I just stuck with it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think where I cut you off was about informat informatics, informatics and computing. Yep. And so is that like, uh, like web-based programming or? Yeah. So, um, basically like computer science. So informatics is how to apply technology to a specific industry. So for me, it was business. How can I apply technology to business to help um, businesses grow and innovate? Um, mm -hmm. so it was a lot of learning how to code, Python, um, HTML, um, you know, all of these different languages, um, and then, you know, data and how to read data effectively and in order to apply that uh, to businesses to just help them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, now going back to, uh, I guess your company now, mm -hmm. what is your favorite part of what it is that you're doing? Mm. That's a great question. Um, the favorite part of what I'm doing is the, well, the fact that I have a lot of flexibility, so I value freedom. Mm -hmm. um, that's ultimately why I did not jump into corporate America. Um, you know, growing up, I, for whatever reason, I, I always have done sales and I've always just wanted to have that flexibility on my own, you know, time schedule. I, it never really made sense to me to um, trade, you know, my hour for minimum wage. I just figured I could go sell something and you know, make more money than $7.50. I could find, you know, $10 bill on the ground. Um, so I just, for me, I just always did sales. Um, and so, you know, I think the favorite part for me with what I'm doing now is just that flexibility and time freedom to be able to create my own schedule, but also create a brand and a platform that allows me to like make true impact in people's lives, whether it be, you know, helping them build their personal brand um, or mm -hmm. their, their company's brand and, and authentically amplify that identity of who they are um, and just helping people in that regards or helping people, you know, with their own personal development and um, find their, their passion and their mission and, mm -hmm. and pursue that and, and just helping people grow overall. So my mission personally is just help people create, network and grow. And I think I just created a, a brand and a platform and a company that allows me to do that. So, you know, ultimately, I think that my favorite part would just be the creative aspect of it, you know, whether it be content creation or, you know, whatever the case, being around so many artists and, and awesome individuals that are doing just the most dope things, you know, here in the city or just in, in uh, other parts of the world. Um, the network aspect, building and developing relationships, you know, this platform and this company has allowed me to um, just create so many relationships. Some of, some of my best friends to this day, some of my business partners, um, I wouldn't have met if it wasn't for this. Um, and then the grow aspect, just helping people grow, like I said. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned that you like it. One of the reasons was for the freedom of having your own schedule, right? Mm -hmm. What um, do you have a routine or do you have a schedule that you try to follow on a daily basis? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So a morning routine is huge to me. Um, it's not something that I accomplish every single day, um, mm -hmm. but it's something that I definitely try to do every single day. Um, 
And so what my morning routine looks like is I'll try to wake up between like six and 7 a.m. Um, you know, first thing I have to do is take out my dog, you know, feed my dog. Um, you know, I'll drink a glass of water. I'll stretch, move, do 20 push-ups. Um, I will meditate for about 20 minutes. I'll, I'll read for about 30 minutes. I'll drink more water, um, make a smoothie, um, then drink a glass of tea and mm -hmm. then just ultimately like check my email, social media, and, um, just kind of take that time to myself and fill up my cup for the day. So ultimately I can go out and, and execute whatever it is I have going on, whether it be meetings, um, you know, different, um, content shoots or, um, you know, just whatever the case may be, my day is kind of different, but my mornings are what is very, very structured. Um, and mm -hmm. then just throughout the day, um, just, yeah, trying to focus on, you know, just work, whether it be novelty growth or other projects that I have going on. Um, and then at night, uh, you know, it's different. I try to definitely, you know, hang out with my friends and family. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, uh, that's what I like. There's not too much structure. There's a lot of flexibility, but definitely my mornings is something that I like to structure yep. a lot. Yeah, that's um, a pretty common theme for a lot of the entrepreneurs that we've had on is they love having that structure but mm. with that comes the responsibility of maintaining structure 100 percent. because if you don't it's so easy to you know sleep in yeah. to, to not contact that client today i can mm -hmm. do it tomorrow i can whatever the situation is it's so easy to put that off because you don't have that teacher right or that employer hounding you to make sure you get it done exactly um, we had a uh, colin evil on here a couple weeks ago and he was talking about how he joined the 5 a.m. club mm. and the value it's brought his life of waking up relatively close to 5 a.m. every day. And, you know, that requires going to bed earlier. That requires saying no to a lot of opportunities that happen fun late at night times. So, yeah, you know, right. Like yeah. Friends like, hey, let's go grab a drink. Well, let's let's go uh, top golf. Let's go, you know, whatever the activity is. You have to start saying no to that because you start to like put structure first, knowing that if you do, the payoff long term is so worth it. 100%. One quote that that reminds me of that I've always lived by is I'm willing to just, and this is what I, I heard this from some successful entrepreneur, but, you know, be willing to um, live like most people aren't willing to live right now. So you can live like most people can't in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I know a lot of people and this isn't like a dig by any regard, but it's just the common practice of you go to high school, college, get your job, and then with every intention they plan on doing that until retirement right and, and there's nothing wrong with that sometimes it sounds very compelling <laughs> to have a, a lockdown structure but at that cost um it's it's very difficult no matter what route you go whether you try to start your own business or climb a corporate ladder to get where you want because both of them require a lot of dedication right yeah um Okay. I wanted to follow up though and see as far as your company goes, did you ever expect whenever you started college to have this ambition uh, <coughs> um, of starting a business and running your own thing? For sure. Yeah. I've always wanted to start my own business. Just wasn't sure what it was going to be. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, when I went to college, I had, I had no clue what I was going to do. Um, and it, it wasn't until my senior year, first semester that I actually figured out that I wanted to start a digital marketing agency. Um, I came across a program. I don't know. Are you familiar with Ty Lopez? 
Yeah. So I, I came across uh, Ty Lopez's 67 Steps my junior year of college. And I was really looking up on um, YouTube one, one day how to uh, jailbreak my Amazon Fire Stick. <laughs> and a Ty Lopez ad came up, the classic, here in my garage with all yeah. my books and knowledge. my Lamborghini. Knowledge. Lamborghini. hundred yeah. percent. So you know, yeah. And I came across this guy and I was like, who is this dude? But at the same time, I was already in the mindset of like personal development and, and mentors and, mm-hmm. and books to a sense. And so I just figured, you know, what is this like this dude standing in his garage with all these books and a Lamborghini have to say? So I was just kind of curious and um, you know, I, I purchased this program for $67 and I went through this program and it absolutely changed my life. Um, really? Yeah. And it, it was crazy because I went from one perspective of like, who is this dude, you know, to going through this program for, um, you're supposed to do one video for 67, um, days straight cause 67 or 66 days to create a habit. He added one more on there for just good luck. It took me like way more than 67 days to complete this program. But, um, it, it taught me how to fall in love with learning. And Mm -hmm. it was the first time in my life that like I took my personal development to the next level and just dove super deep into, um, myself within and, and reading more books. And I shared that program with, um, six of my best friends at the time. And I watched their, their lives change from it as well. Um, and so, uh, I, I had the credibility of Ty Lopez. I knew that he was a good dude and I liked his content. And so my senior year to bring it full circle, I came across a program that he had just launched called the SMMA program, the social media digital marketing. Uh, he was teaching people. He had just come out with a course to teach people how to start scale and manage a digital marketing agency, um, you know, from start to finish to or in order to make $10,000 a month. And so at the time, you know, my going into my senior year informatics major, I knew I did not want to code for the rest of my life. That was that was for sure. I wasn't I'm not a developer um, and I knew I didn't want to jump into corporate America. But I knew that, you know, I you informatics major there um, there, I guess you could call it like success rate of getting a job right out right out of school is like 98 percent. And mm-hmm. then the average is like 60, 70 thousand dollars. And I was like, well, shit, you know, if I don't figure out what I'm going to do, I'm going to be forced to like jump into corporate America and I know I'm not going to like it. (laughs) Um, So, you know, a blessing came where my, my first semester, uh, Ty Lopez launched this program and I was like, dang, this I think is what I want to do in order to like not have to go that route. I'll just Mm -hmm. start my own business with digital marketing. I, you know, I love social media and, and, and all of that. And so I just figured I could do it. And so um, it wasn't until my senior year where I came across that, you know, my senior year went through finished school, but at the same exact time was going through this six month program, which basically all he did was bring in like 150 of the top digital marketing experts and just taught um, this course through video programs Mm -hmm. or video um, video. And so uh, after I graduated, I basically had aligned myself to just start novelty growth marketing right away. And that's kind of, you know, when I dove into it, but I always knew that I wanted to be a business owner, just wasn't sure exactly what that would look like until my senior year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty common. Like anybody yeah. going in their business, like they just have no idea. And you know, whenever we launched, uh, I was a sole proprietor for a long time. And then we switched to single member LLC cause a company wanted to partner with us and was like, Hey, we'll, we'll contract you. Mm. Um, and we are very grateful for, you know, those opportunities where people believe in you. For sure. Um, and that's where we come to a sponsor break because 
we got another company that believes in us, and right that's uh, Hill Zion Records. If you guys like that uh, that sweet Jesus music, that that lovely, uh, uh, the beautiful songs from all of your favorite artists, uh, there's a Tennessee record label uh, company called uh, Hills Iron Records, and they make a lot of uh, are mostly hip hop, some R and B, and they're starting to venture into some other um, demographics and genres of music. But I personally like them. We've worked with them before, uh, producing lyric videos for them. Really great company. Really awesome. great guys. Um, I think our our main uh, point of contact uh, lately has been um, it goes by the name of X Truth. Really great guy. His name's Taurus Hearns. Okay. Uh, but overall, you know, if uh, if you get a chance, I'll if, check him out. Yeah. If people listen and get a chance, you should definitely check him out. And um, you know, if uh, we'll definitely have a link in the description. I know most people are probably on Spotify. I think our analytics actually say Google Play beats out all other streaming services right now. Really? I would have never thought that. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I wouldn't have either. Yeah. So if you're not, um, hillzionrecords.com. And if you're on YouTube, which I highly recommend because I think faces are great. I like seeing people interact. Uh, I highly recommend watching all of our podcasts on YouTube. For sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely go back and check out all your podcasts. I appreciate that, man. Definitely. We've we've done. I think you're actually our thirteenth now. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, but I think that's like enough talking about all the subs and all the counts and all that stuff. Right on. Let's talk about your goals. Okay. With, with your company, whenever you launched it, did you have <coughs> uh, set goals in mind that you know? I don't know. Maybe your Ty Lopez, which I'm still skeptical of, because because <laughs> of Reddit, because of all the memes. Yeah. Um, uh, but. I, I don't want to take up too much time being skeptical. I want to learn what your goals were when you launched the company and what your goals are now and whether or not like you achieve those that middle range. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, starting the company, a, a financial goal was always, you know, $10,000 a month. You know, that's that's that that yep. hump that I got to get over. You know, that was what I had always set on. Um, that's a big goal. That is a big goal. I don't know yeah, and too it's many not, people it's not right easy. out of college. Yeah. yeah, it's not easy. That's for sure. Um, I had no clue how I was going to do it, but I knew I had the vehicle to make it happen. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was still learning about digital marketing and um, how to, you know, close a client and even do this stuff for people. Um, and that was three years ago. It's it, dude, it's been a journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, my goals uh, financially, it's not something that for, to be completely transparent, you know, you set a goal and there's been multiple, multiple times where you just don't hit it. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you just keep moving forward, you know? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's all you can do. I, I joke about that a lot. Because um, when you're growing up, like, oh, that's an adult. Like, you, you need to respect them. And I still think you should respect other people. But I don't think you should respect them because they're the adult. You should mm. respect them because they're a human. Right. But a lot of times that perception develops of, oh, they're an adult, so they're smart, they're in control, they're competent. <laughs> I, I'm learning more and more <laughs> that most people in life, while you may have plans and goals, most people... Uh, even with those goals, every day feels like you're just falling, and you hope to fall forward, right? Because <laughs> yeah. like you know, you know, two two steps forward, one step back type of thing, and and like a lot of times you have these goals, and it just seems like you can do it, and no matter what, like what steps you set for the day, you just you don't always hit them. Your morning routine, you don't always hit. Your monthly goals, you don't always hit, but you keep pushing forward. And the people that I see do that long term almost always have some sort of positive payout or that experience that they went through was educational enough that they can take that and move forward even quicker. Dude, it's, it's such a simple concept, but it's something that, um, people, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if it's, they don't realize it, but if you just don't quit, 
you will eventually get there. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. all. Whether it takes 10 years or 50 years or whatever, like if you just don't quit and, and keep moving forward and in order to um, go forward in that direction of your goal or, you know, your definite purpose of whatever that is, you will eventually get there. And it's that perseverance and that grit and that tenacity of just never giving up and having that faith that eventually it will, it will, you know, manifest in your life. Those are the people that you see that are extremely successful nowadays. You know, you Mm -hmm. don't see the, the 10 years before of what they had to do to put in. And that's why I love listening to podcasts and, you know, YouTube videos and different mentors to get a a sense of their story, because especially on social media and Instagram, it's so easy to just see what is happening now Mm -hmm. and not and all the success people are having now, not necessarily what it took to get there. And the fact that they just like ultimately never gave up. Yeah. Did you uh, ever have like a epiphany or original inspiration for this? What do you mean as far as? Uh, So a lot of times uh, people will grow up and like for me, I've always been fascinated with creativity. Like uh, and it was directed towards videography because of Corridor Digital and Freddie W. And they made these VFX videos. And I like I want to make that. And because I still want to support creatives, we started launching a company and a lot of it. Yes, we make videos for companies, but a lot of the stuff we do here, like the podcast is to promote other creatives. Mm. And I knew that at like the age of like 10 ish. So, and a lot of times other people come on and they'll talk about how when they were younger, something either was so good or so bad that they made like, they made a conscious note that this is either something I hate and I want to avoid or something or in like want to improve, you know, maybe they grew up uh, food deficient, like their, their family couldn't provide for them. So they want to start a nonprofit to provide Mm -hmm. food or water to those in need. Uh, and that's like a really bad thing that inspired them as opposed to seeing something so amazing, whether right. that be cinema or whatever. Um, you see somebody helping people and like, I want to emulate that later in life. I want to find a way to incorporate that in what I do now. Mm. So I'm curious of if there was any point growing up where, because you, you're working on hum, uh, human development, uh, personal development, you're working on uh, promoting creative people. Was there anything or did it not hit you until later in life, like around college time? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think the biggest inspiration was um, the concept of a brand. And it wasn't probably until like when I was in college, when uh, between, you know, when was that? I graduated in 2017. So, you know, between 2013 and 2017, a little bit in high school too. But I really started understanding the power of a brand mm-hmm. and what a brand can do. You know, there's, um, the old way of, of business, it's like, okay, you, you have a business and then the brand comes. But I started realizing and seeing the shift in society to where, um, and, and just in business in general, to where um, a business and a brand are, are two separate entities that people have to focus on. And I always say, you know, you can have a, an awesome business making a lot of money and, and maybe no brand, you're still making a lot of money, but what if you focus on actually making, uh, you know, building your brand and developing it, your mm-hmm. business is only gonna grow. But if you're, you know, ground zero nowadays and you don't have a business or a brand, why don't you just start focusing on that brand and the mission and what you're really trying to do and not necessarily focused on the money, you know, focus on the brand first, which allows you to have a great foundation to then grow and scale your business long term. And so I started seeing how, you know, um, 
building a brand just allowed people to literally just do whatever they want whenever they want with whoever they want just because of the power of the the value that their brand brings to people and so i you know for me i guess that inspiration was just seeing um successful brands and wanting to create a brand myself you know and i i knew that i wanted to be a business owner but ultimately i knew you know this kind of goes back to the question of my goal my goals was i i knew that i wanted to build a brand that impacted people long term that created generational impact in people's lives mm -hmm. you know um you know for for generations to come and yeah. i knew that i wanted to build a platform that allowed me to do whatever i want whenever i want with whoever i want um, and not have to worry about the money. You know, I, I don't necessarily need to make, you know, millions and millions and billions of dollars in order to like be content and be like, all right, I made it. You know, I ultimately just saw the power of a brand and what that could do in people's lives. And I wanted to just create a brand that, that brought value to the world. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if there was like a, a moment in time or a specific person that, um, inspired me to think that way. Um, mm -hmm. But ultimately, I just think it comes from growing up with a very entrepreneurial type of mindset. You yeah. know, the biggest inspirations in my life have been my family. I was going to ask who your mentors were, like uh, whether that be the business side or if you value the family side because they were entrepreneurs, of course. Yeah. Did um, you have an entre a mentor that stood out to you? For sure. So many, many mentors. Um, you know, with my family, I've always learned from them, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it's different. Like thinking of like, for example, my dad, he's, he's been a mentor, you know, to me for sure in my whole entire life. Um, but still it's like your dad, you know what I mean? And so, um, it's that, that great relationship of, you know, he, he's a successful individual. So obviously I'm going to listen to the things that he's saying, but at the same time, it's like your dad, you know? Yeah. yeah. So um, it's like, he gives you great advice and it's like, not go take out the trash. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so, um, I will say that my family ultimately, you know, um, I've, that has always inspired me and, and been mentors quote unquote, but Really, you know, it wasn't until I started diving into personal development when I really discovered what a true meaning of a mentor really meant. So I was 18 years old. Um, I, I fell into this uh, opportunity and got involved with a network marketing company. Um, long story short, it led me to personal development. You know, it was the mm -hmm. first time that I was 18 and I knew I had this mindset of I wanted to you know, build a business and create this dope lifestyle for myself to where I could just literally do whatever I want. Um, and it was when I was 18, I came across this business and it was the first time in my life that I had um, like a young group of individuals from the age of 20 to like 25 who were making like hundreds of thousands of dollars, like eight, eight guys living in a $5 million mansion in San Diego, California, speaking on stages, making impact, helping people make money. And, you know, they introduced this concept to me of like mentors and what that truly means. And they told me, Hey, Adam, if you say what people say, do what people do, you're going to get the exact same results every single time. Now go read this book. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, dang, I want to be successful in this company. They have what I want. You know, they told me, yeah. listen to the people that have what you want and, and emulate that, follow that. You know, if I probably wouldn't take dating advice from Tiger Woods, 
You know yeah. what I mean? I, but when it comes to golf, hell yeah, I'm going to listen to them. Mm-hmm. So find what, you know, those successful individuals, you know, that you, that have what you want I and, mean, might and take follow his them. advice. He had a lot of dates. <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, he, he did something <laughs> that got him dates. I wouldn't ask him. Uh, I wouldn't go to him as the example for how to handle a marriage, but I would still go to him and like there, there is value. I understand what you're saying. I don't want to misconstrue it, but like there is value from going to people that you look up to as role models. Like if you want something, go to somebody that has it, who kind of emulates what it is that you want in life and Mm -hmm. then find a way to replicate it, learn from their experience. But there's also that opposite side of going to people that lost a lot Mm -hmm. and then asking like, what, what do you value in life? Mm -hmm. And like, how did you get here? And of course you don't want to be condescending or anything, but like go there genuinely and ask them because there's a lot of people in life that I've learned from that gave me kind of like cautionary tales. Like Mm. I did this. I really recommend you don't Mm. because you'll be much better off. And then you were talking about how people learn and everybody learns differently. I really enjoy learning by advice. Like I want to build relationships with people and understand what's your history. And that's why I do this podcast. For sure. It's kind of like therapy for me at this point (laughs) Um, because you learn so much from people and these are meaningful conversations. I know for people listening, like you're hearing two people talk, but for people in the room, there is something really neat about, hey, we barely know each other. And then after this, you know so much about someone's history. That connection is stronger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then along the way, of course, anything you say, I'm absorbing and Mm. vice versa. And you can take that away and apply it to your own life, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, and you get to decide what you do with it. Facts, and and that's, you know, going back to that question of the mentors, that's, you're exactly right, you know, being able to learn from people, um, whether it's what to do or what not to do, huge. Um, And so when I came across all these um, successful young individuals that were literally just a phone call away, you know, that was Mm -hmm. the first time that I had these individuals that I looked up to that I could just call on the phone and ask for advice, you know, what should I do, et cetera. Um, And they were ultimately just feeding me a ton of resources, personal development, books, podcasts, YouTube videos. Um, And then that was when I, I really took mentorship to the next level and understood the concept of learning from other people, Mm -hmm. you know, so whether it be um, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, like the Gary V's, the Aubrey Marcus, the Tom Billius. It you know, works. All of these people. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. It's just, it's all about, I'm all about, you know, just being able to learn from literally anyone, whether it be a billionaire or the homeless guy that you have a conversation with on the street. Mm-hmm. There's something to learn from everyone, whether it be what to do or what not to do. Yeah. And how has your brand, because you, well, actually, that's a better question. I'll I'll jump there first. You had mentioned that this idea of building a brand before the business was kind of what inspired you in a way for this. Now, I can like already hear through the proverbial like headphones, everyone watching is like, how can you, how can you build a brand if you don't have money? How can you take off time from work? How can you establish something from something non-existent? So I'm curious, uh, we'll put it in the, the phrasing of if someone's coming to you right out of college with no money and no investors, how do you build a brand without a business? Mm, that's a great question. Um, one of the first questions that I would ask that individual is, well, what are you passionate about? This kind of goes back to, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, the heart set, you know, what are you passionate about? What is your mission? What are you really trying to do? Um, and try to create something around that, you know, um, for me personally, 
and I'm just kind of like thinking back on my my own experience because that's actually a really really great question um, and how I did it personally was you know I knew that I wanted to build a brand and so there, there's a little story behind this um, my freshman year of college I I've always been into fashion and I like clothes and, Clearly. and style right on. Um, you guys don't see it, but he has a full like ensemble with a ton of different uh, like trinkets and necklaces, jewelry. He's wearing like four different pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like fashion. And so it's a good look, though. I like it right on. I appreciate that. Um you know, my, my freshman year, I, I knew I wanted to be that business owner. I wanted to start something. I didn't want to just like go to college and, and not be that. I wanted to like do something while I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so ultimately I had this idea to where, and you know, I feel like it always starts with, with this for, especially millennials are like, Oh, I'm going to start a clothing line. <laughs> you know, I've thought about it. <laughs> See, everyone has that thought, you know what I yeah, mean? I, it, it's definitely crossed my mind and I've a lot of people I've talked to. Yeah. And which you should, you know, you definitely should. I think that with Triflex and like your logo, you can make some dope clothes. I appreciate it. Yeah, we would love to launch merch eventually. But um, I'm curious, like, why why do you put so much emphasis on the fashion then? Like, well, um, I really don't know. Um, I think that with fashion specifically, I have two older sisters. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the youngest, uh, two older sisters, no brothers. Um and so growing up, my sisters were always like the fashion police on me. You know, yeah. I, I would wear something and be like, what are you wearing? Yeah. Or like, and so it, honestly, I kind of just think over time, it, it, it like molded me into this person that was mm-hmm. just always and like thought about like my, what I was wearing and whatnot. And, you know, it makes you feel good, too. It does. Um, so ultimately, I think I just kind of like started liking fashion and the, the concept of being able to have your own style mm-hmm. and express that individual individuality um, I think is what I, I really like about fashion um, so you're building a brand mm-hmm. and you become interested in fashion and then and somehow that turns into running a company yeah yeah exactly so going back to the story uh, my freshman year I was like I want to start a clothing line and it wasn't just a, any clothing line it was you know, I would always hate walking into a, a room or a party or whatnot, and you see that that person wearing the same exact T-shirt that you have on, that you got okay. from like Target or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's, you've been there before, you know? It happens. And obviously, it's not something to get too beat up about or anything, but in my mind, I'm just like, ah, dang, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, for whatever reason, I just had this idea of wanting to create a clothing line where I would create one-of-one pieces, and it would be very unique. And it was all, all a concept of, you know, I wanted to create clothes for myself. And if people, and as long as I genuinely liked the clothes and then I'm cool, like I don't need to sell them or anything. I just wanted to like create my own style in a way. Um, and then if anyone was like, Hey, I really like that. Can you like, how can I get a piece or can you make me one? And that's when I would, you know, make that individual based off of knowing that person, I would make them their own like unique piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the whole concept behind it. And I was trying to think of a name. And I remember sitting in my dorm room and I was on the top bunk of my bunk bed, you know, staying up to like three in the morning, trying to think of a name for this this clothing brand. And for whatever mm-hmm. reason, um, the multiple words came to mind. But for whatever reason, the word novelty came to mind. And I looked up, you know, what novelty means in a dictionary on Google. And it means being unique, different, unusual, unusual, mm-hmm. original. And so I was like, dang, that's super dope. I'm going to, you know, create this clothing line called like novelty clothing. Um, and so 
I ultimately made like two pieces of clothes and this because of college and just getting caught up in that whole scene, I just really did nothing with it. So <laughs> was that something people on campus knew you for? No, not at all. Okay. No, yeah. But you tried to build a brand, right? Re well, it was more so like I just wanted, I wasn't even trying to build a brand at that point. Mm -hmm. I was just genuinely, I was like, I want to make a clothing line. And mm -hmm. so, um, and I obviously you need a name when it comes to that. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. Novelty clothing. Um, and so I, that's when the whole word of like novelty really, um, at, attached, you know, to me. And, and, um, like I said, I made like literally two pieces of clothes and then like did nothing with it. Um, so it didn't blow up or anything. I wasn't selling, um, clothes or anything like that, but I've always been a creative person, you know? And so like creating designs, I had multiple designs, uh, something that I enjoyed, just never really did anything with it. And then it wasn't until my senior year when I came across that Ty Lopez program mm -hmm. and knew I wanted to start this digital marketing company. Um, you know, that's when, when I was thinking of a name, I, I throughout college, cause when I started that clothing line, quote unquote, um, it was my freshman year. And so throughout my college, throughout my four years, um, I knew that I wanted to do something with the word novelty and build a brand around it, whether it be clothes or something else. I just knew that I always wanted to um, create that brand that allowed me to do whatever I want, whenever I want, with mm -hmm. whoever I want, make that impact that you know I'm really trying to make in this world. Had no clue what the business looked like behind that. Um, gotcha. Yeah, but okay. then it wasn't until my senior year when I knew what the business was to where I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to call this novelty, but then I took it a step further and I've always been about just like, cause of the personal development thing, you know, mm -hmm. I've always been about growth and development. And so growth marketing was something that was a different concept that I never really heard before. I always heard like marketing, just like a marketing agency or whatever, but the whole mission behind that digital marketing agency was helping you know, um, businesses really grow and develop their brand. And so ultimately I combined it all and, and turned it into novelty growth marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there, you know, the, to answer your original question of what I would tell that individual is, is more so like what I realized was the mission behind your brand is really everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like your identity, identity and, and really what you're trying to do and why you are trying to do it. Um, and so I think when it comes to branding, that's really where people have to like put the focus in of like, you know, what am I trying to do? What am I doing? What is my mission here? What are my values? And like, why am I really truly doing what I am doing? And that's when you can kind of create this identity, um, behind your brand that allows you mm -hmm. to, you know, go do whatever that is. Yeah. All right. And then I don't, we're getting close to the end here and I got a couple of questions that I usually try to snap through real fast for sure uh i don't know because i think we hit this one pretty hard but do you think um anybody that wanted to learn how to do what it is that you're doing now what has been the most helpful thing to to get you to learn or most helpful material that you've acquired it sounded like it was ty lopez quite a bit but is there anything else that you might want to <coughs> throw out uh, rich dad poor dad you mentioned that as well yeah so um Ultimately, definitely like programs, courses, mentors, um, mm -hmm. you know, all of these things, whatever it is you're trying to do, whether marketing or, or not, um, definitely, you know, that development, the, the personal development on whatever that category is. But 
Um, when I first started, it was definitely Ty Lopez's program. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really cool because it wasn't just Ty Lopez teaching this thing. He literally brought like 150 of the top marketers in the world, um, you know, together and created this course. And so um, a lot of just different people that just were experts in the industry, just learning from them through video. Um, and then I think the biggest that ultimately allowed me to kind of like get started and just know what I was doing and how I was going to grow it, et cetera. But um, when I graduated and actually started the business, the biggest thing that had the impact in my life was the relationships that I've developed along the way, you know, mm -hmm. um, and just learning from them in person um, and ultimately trying to just build a team of individuals that supported and backed what I was doing um, and brought a, a interesting, unique perspective to the mix as well. So like, you know, people like you've interviewed Luke Rex and Jeremy Miller, mm -hmm. you know, these, these individuals for the past, you know, three months, Jeremy Miller has really been teaching me, you know, all of his marketing knowledge. And it's enabled me to just take myself and my company, uh, our company to the next level. So I would definitely say just mentors and people. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then, um, misunderstandings, what's the most common question you get or the biggest misunderstanding you think people have about you or the line of work you're in? Mm, that's interesting. Uh, I'm not really sure about what the, what it would be about me. Um, I, I try my best to be authentic and just who I truly mm -hmm. am, whether it be like online or offline. Um, you know, I think for anyone, a very miss, uh, something that can be misconstrued is just the whole highlight reel of Instagram. You know what I mean? Like yes. you look at Instagram, you see, oh, like, you know, whether it be like someone that travels all the time or whatever, that's all you see. And so like, that's what a lot of people are judging you off of. They don't really know who you truly are. Mm -hmm. That's why I love like being able to have opportunity to sit in front of someone face to face and just like shoot the shit and get to know one another. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I think that people really understand like who, who that individual is. So, I mean, I don't know, as far as the misconstruction, the misconstruing of who I am, that's ultimately something I guess you'll have to just ask other people. <laughs> um, yeah. But okay. uh, as far as my company though, and like, um, I guess more so what I'm doing, like marketing, a lot of people I think, think nowadays that, that marketing just revolves around like, uh, like social media. And um, a lot of people understand there, a lot of people now are starting to understand like the power of content. Um, and everyone knows that like content is important and then you have to have content. Um, but I think the biggest thing that people don't realize is like, or even know how to do is like, okay, I know I need content, but like, what, what content do I create? Like, what, what is that, that I, what I, what do I put out? And so I think nowadays, a lot of people think, um, marketing is this, um, you know, just revolved around like uh, advertising and Facebook advertising and, mm -hmm. and like just social media and having an Instagram, um, which honestly, when I first started, you know, just being solely a digital marketing agency, digital marketing was like this new concept. And that was like what people were realizing was like, okay, we need social media. You know, it was very hard to start, you know, when I first started trying to sell my packages to people like were business owners who were like 40 years old and had no clue what social media even was, you know what I mean? So um, I think nowadays, three years later, a lot of people are understanding they need social media, they need content. Um, and they think that, 
you know, just because they post on Instagram means that, okay, they're, they're doing good at their marketing strategy because they have that presence. But in reality, what I'm realizing is marketing nowadays is really just sharing your story of who you are, mm -hmm. getting in front of the camera, you know, whether you be that business owner or, or whatever, you know, having a face to your company and your business is extremely important. And, and that person being able to just openly and authentically share their story um, like literally whether it just be them standing in front of a camera um, and just like saying a two minute story of, you know, why they do what they do. I think that's honestly the biggest impact um, in a marketing strategy nowadays because people on social media can see through the bullshit nowadays. Yeah, you know what I mean? And like that's the biggest thing is and, it's and, and people that are interested in services and products are very conscientious of what the company represents now exactly like there's still a large margin that just whatever's the cheapest i get but there's a growing market for people that want to know where do you source your material how do you treat your employees where's where's everything located what kind of hours do you make them work and whenever you humanize a company and that's why large companies like uh was it wendy's and all the burger industries are starting <laughs> to develop personal brands on twitter like even though you don't see someone it like people are starting to like become more cynical of it but whenever it first emerged it was like oh the company has a sense of humor they're funny like right. and as companies start to develop that was their branding once a company starts to develop their personal brand of i'm the owner uh, we're locally owned we you know our people don't work sundays and once you start to realize that this company is ran by a human there's people involved people are so much more likely to come and visit maybe buy something but they, they're much more interested it improves foot traffic it's all around a good thing 100 percent. that that's the thing marketing nowadays is no longer just like how can i sell my product you mm -hmm. know putting an ad up there and hopefully like it sells my product marketing nowadays is genuinely telling your story and just like authentically showing like who you guys are, like the humans behind the brand and the business, like who runs this, you know? And I, I think when people can do that, that's like a, a true winning strategy. It doesn't have to be super fancy or, or crazy or anything like that. Just get in front of a camera and just start talking. We're going to lose all ad revenue on this, but I want you to play Jones barbecue and foot massage right now. And it is the best example of, it, it's a fake ad. It doesn't exist. Uh, the ad was made um, because uh, like a sketch comedy group and they just made this stupid funny video and everybody goes to this website the website doesn't exist mm -hmm. everybody wants to know where the company's located it doesn't exist <laughs> because they mastered branding and the commercial was so funny the personality was so good but there was no actual business <laughs> and i love i love that uh we'll have a link in the description below for that yeah um, send that to me too i, 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 I watched it last night three times and the video is 11 years old Oh, but wow. I still it has like 15 million views. Okay. I still go back and watch it every once in a while because it is such a humorous, well-developed comedy sketch. But if you're just watching it, if somebody sends it to you, you're like, oh, this has to be. It's so weird. It has to be real. I want it to be <laughs> real. Um, and I, I'm not recommending companies emulate what that guy did in the video because it's super silly. But you, know, you should have a barbecue restaurant and a foot massage parlor. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> that would be an interesting concept for sure. But if it did, you'd visit. I would. Yeah, yeah exactly. I really would. That's marketing. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to end this real quick with um, advice. If mm. you have a piece of advice, anything. Um, and then we'll do an outro with some links. For sure. Um, 
good question. Um, a lot of things come to mind. Um, but I guess the biggest piece of advice that I have is for people listening is just focusing on your personal growth within. Mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people um, are just not doing. They, they're so focused on like the job and the, the trying to start a family and like all of these external things that they forget to focus on themselves, you know, and it's only when we focus on ourselves and really, really dive deep into like who we truly are and, and start like, uh, peeling away the layers of like why I am the way that I am and really get to know who you are. That's when, you know, you start becoming more aligned with like your true mission in life. And that, and when you find that and can pursue that, that's where fulfillment comes. That's where, you know, that true, um, peace and happiness within and that joy within, you know, knowing that you don't need anything out there in the external world to make you happy. You just have to have that internal connection with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's ultimately where the fulfillment comes. So I guess my one piece of advice is to just learn more about yourself. Yeah. All right, man. Well, do you, I, I agree. I'm trying so hard to pay attention, but I got that song playing in my head right now. <laughs> I, I do agree though like your personal development will is like the rudder for your life and mm. it once you the more you define that and the more you organize it the the truer your direction will be that right. the clearer the vision right yeah um, but we'll uh, we got one more thing and that's do you have any links any things to promote what's going on in your life right now um, a lot of stuff's going on um, you know go check out you know, novelty growth on, on Instagram, novelty growth mindset. We're going to start um, putting out more content there. Uh, we've been interviewing some successful inter- uh, entrepreneurs. We just did a, um, a one hour interview that's up on our YouTube channel, novelty growth, um, with three successful entrepreneurs here in the city that are like 30 years old. Um, it's titled, if you type in on YouTube, um, practical advice for young entrepreneurs in 2020, It'll pop right up. Go check that out. Okay. Um, other than that, um, working on getting the podcast up and going again, Novelty Growth Voice. We've done like 30 episodes and put that on the back burner, back burner for a little bit, but that's something that we're going to get going here again this year. Um, and other than that, I, I mean, I think that's yeah. it. All right. Well, if you guys enjoyed this, be sure to hit like, subscribe, check out the channel and everything. But if you want to find out more about Mr. Karen Dang, right. Mr. Out of Karen Dang, we'll have links to everything that he'd mentioned um, down in the description below. It's up on the screen as well. And as far as people watching. Can I if, say something real quick? Yeah, go for it. Um, just want to say I appreciate you for having me on, man. Super, oh. super, super grateful. Um, definitely, I know you guys are listening, so you listen to his podcast already. But if you haven't listened to all all his other podcasts, give him a listen. Um, I'm definitely going to do that. Super grateful for the opportunity and just the being able to share my story with your audience, man. So I'm looking forward to getting to know you more. I appreciate that. Yeah, I would recommend if you do that, go to the most recent ones first, then work your way back because uh, <laughs> we've definitely improved <laughs> since then. Um, but I do appreciate it. It's very kind of you. And for people that, like you said, are interested, you can always go back, check out the older podcasts. If you have guests that you think would be a good fit, someone creative, innovative, just a weird history, somebody that you think people could learn from, uh, somebody with a good lesson, we'd be happy to have them on. If you are a company or know a company that you think would be interested in promoting this type of content, this, uh, positive, creative mindset, you know, we want to 
eventually grow to the point where we can bring people on with very little uh, following and then give them that exposure they deserve as a creative and be able to ask these hard questions such as like, what advice do you have for somebody that has absolutely nothing, right? <laughs> like, how do you build something from nothing? I feel like these are questions a lot of people have, but there's not always a way or a means or a platform for people to discuss those topics. So True. I thank you guys for watching. I really do. I appreciate it. And I really thank you for coming on and uh, providing a little bit of uh, advice, even if uh, people don't apply it. I think it's good to hear. And I personally will uh, try to be a little more conscientious of personal growth. Right on, man. Thanks. I appreciate you. Thanks, man. Right on. Mm -hmm.